Welcome to the Comic Web's Old Time Radio Podcast. Each week we feature an episode from the golden years of radio. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs, comic books, and more. Check us out at comicweb.com. You'll get some of my brief commentary after the episodes. This week we have two episodes of the Air Adventures of Jimmy Allen. Jimmy Allen and his pal Speed Robertson go to enlist government agent Russell's help in capturing the vendors. Russell reports that he has word that the gangsters will be on Hidden Mesa that night. As Jimmy and Speed are sure the benders have something to do with the gangsters, they agree to help Russell capture them. Here they are near the shack, anxiously awaiting the landing plane. Yeah, they're just landing. It's a speedster, all right. It's the gang ship, Speed. The one we saw Ace flying. Here, boys. Let's crawl back in these bushes just opposite the shack here. It's so dark now, there won't be a chance of their seeing us. Yeah, that's a good idea. Come on, Jimmy. Crouch down back of this undergrowth. Okay, Speed. I'm ready for anything. Anything may happen, too. Get your guns handy, boys. We're in for some trouble. Well, that's that. And boy, it gets plenty dark up here. Some night we're going to spread a kite all over this place, trying to land in the dark. Hey, Ace, shut off that engine and let's get busy. we got to throw a lot of gas in this baby. Well, boys, we got them over the river okay. And we hit this field right on the beezer. Yeah, but I ain't sold on flying around these here mountains at night. With them peaks sticking up in the air, 10 and 12,000 feet. Oh, what are you crying about? Don't I always get you there? Yeah. Well, then quit crying about it. We're all in the big bucks on this deal. We're packing enough jewelry in the cabin of that ship to open a store. I'll say. And the feds is wondering how we do it, too. <laughs> you know, I heard the other day that that big dick Russell is down here somewhere looking for us. Ah, what a clown he is. Come on, stow the chin music and let's get some gas in this speedster. Open those barrels, Sam. Get your pump working. hundred gals ought to do her. Our next stop's the field at Higley. Are we leaving as soon as we get her gassed? I want to pick up a weather report from Kansas City first. If the report's okay, we'll gas at Higley, Kansas City, and then right on into Chicago. And uh, now you're shooting right down my alley, fella. I got plenty to do in Shy, and that's where the payoff comes, too. Hey, Sam, you hold the line on the ship and I'll pump it. I'm telling you, Ace, we got a sweet layout. This here is one of the best plays the old man ever thought of. That field over the river in Mexico will never be found. The whole deal, sweet Shug. Flying above these clouds is what fools them. No matter how the clouds lay, you can always get in this place. A swell play, I calls it. There ain't a way of the federal dicks getting wise to it. Say, Shug, how about some food? I'm getting hungry. This is our last chance to eat until we get to KC. I took a look in the shack here as soon as I got out of the ship. There ain't a sign of any food around. It looks like we don't eat. What do you mean there ain't no food? That's what I says. I guess Rip Bender must have got tired or something. Oh, that big smack. He knew he was down in here at this time, and he said he'd have some grub all fixed. I gotta have a little talk with that guy. Ah, that ain't going to get you anywhere. You know that. Ever since Bender got wise to this buried gold, he ain't been worth a dime to us. He's probably down there in the hills looking for it now. I guess you're right at that. But if he's going to play ball with us, he's got to put out. I never could see no sense in letting that guy in on this play. He ain't done us no good. And it just means another split. You know, I could use that extra dough myself. Oh, we had to do it, Shug. He and his old man was beginning to get wise to what we was pulling off down here. Ah, he's done us some good turns at that. Yeah, and he's liable to do us some bad ones, too. Working that big yap of his overtime. 
You'd think he was the only guy that knew how to fly an airplane. There's something to that, all right. But if he should find all that dough which they claim is buried, it wouldn't be bad, huh? Six hundred grand. Ah, you could do with a little of that, couldn't you, Shug? Yeah. Hey, Sam. If that drum's dry, switch to the other one. Okay, Ace. Boy, I wish that guy Bender'd show up. I'm getting plenty hungry. Hey, watch it, Sam. Here we go on the other barrel. You won't see Bender tonight. I'm telling you. He don't like flying around these mountain peaks at night. Well, I can't blame you much for that. If we get a fair weather report, I'm going to stay above these clouds for another hundred miles north. Then take a sight on the Dallas-El Paso beacons as we cross them. And another sight on the beacon at Enid. I won't have no trouble finding Higley then. Well, what time will that bring us into Higley? Well, we ought to be away from here in a half hour. It's a good four-hour hop to Higley and the Speedster. That'll put us in there about uh, one in the morning. Then we can take on a little gas and get to Kansas City just about daylight. And we'll be eating lunch in Al's place in Chicago. But the old rocks turned over to Big Slim. Hey, hey, Sam, be quiet. I think I hear something. Hmm. Sounds like a ship to me. It is a ship. They're coming right over here, too. Hey, you don't think any of the federal dicks on the border patrol is wise to this place, do you? No, I don't think so. Them guys don't know what it's all about. No, it must be one of the benders. Sounds like their job. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. He's probably bringing some food up here. Can you see him? Just a faint outline of the ship off to the south there. Yeah. Yeah, that's Bender, all right. He's circling around like he knew the place. Yeah. He's down, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there he is. You see him over there? Oh, yeah. Hey, seems to be in a hurry, too. You know, I have a good mind to tell that guy what I think of him. We better go easy, sugar. We don't want to get the guy sore at us. He knows plenty, and don't forget that. Yeah, but we'll put the finger on him if he ain't careful. All right, Rip. You look the ship over. I'll go in and talk to the boys. Uh, is that you, Ace? Is everything okay? No, everything ain't okay. Where's the grub you and Rip was going to bring up here? Yeah, look, the old man's with him, too. Yeah. Here he comes. Uh, did you have any trouble getting up here, Ace? No, we didn't have no trouble. Oh, howdy, boys. Well, hello there, sugar. I ain't seen you in quite a spell. Hiya, Bender. Well, did Rip get out the food? We gotta be leaving this place. I'll say you gotta be leaving this place. And if you guys start north, you're flying right into the law. What are you talking huh? about? You mean someone's got wise to our place? I don't mean nothing different. The federal boys are onto this place. The feds? Uh, the feds? Uh, the big boys, you mean? Absolutely. Well, how'd they get wise? I don't know that for sure. But late this afternoon, I learned that a government man by the name of Russell has been living over at the Caldwell place and knows about you hauling these jewels over the border. Russell, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I know that guy. He's plenty tough, too. I run across his tracks before. You sure of that? We got a big load aboard, you know, and we don't want to take no chances with it. Hey, listen, you guys. That ain't the half of it. Speed Robertson and Jimmy Allen have found the treasure. Found the treasure? You really mean it? But that ain't all. Me and Rip tried to knock them off, as you suggested, Ace. You know, with that bomb. Yeah, yeah, and what happened? Oh, I don't know what happened. But anyway, me and Rip flies out over the mountains this afternoon to see if there was anything left of their ship. Yeah. And there it sits, on that clearing by the Croft Ranch House. Not a thing wrong with it. Huh. Well, I sure can't figure that. Then we spot them working up that creek where they figured the tre treasure cave was, and I, I let them have it with a machine gun. Did you hit any of them? No. No, I don't think so. Yeah, them two guys is a jinx if there ever was one. 
You should have turned the hose on the mace when you had the chance. The Diamond A Ranch ain't going to be no healthy place for us with them fellas knowing what to do. And if we go back there, it's going to be just too bad. How oh, can you beat that? Just when we get a swell play all worked out, them guys come along and queer it. <laughs> Believe me, Sugar, I'm telling you something. If we ever see those guys again, we better let them have the works. Yeah, we'd have been all right if this guy Bender had tended to his business and forgot about that gold mine or whatever it is. That's what brought them guys down here, trying to help out that old lady. Ah, you're crazy, Sugar. Russell was working on this case before them guys ever heard of the Diamond A Ranch. You fellas must have spilled the beans down on the border somewhere. Now listen, old man. Don't be telling us about spilling any beans. There ain't a guy that knew a thing about this play until you come into the picture. Now, looky here, boys. A lot of hot words ain't going to get us nowhere. Yeah, but what's the idea of this big mug trying to put the blame on me and Rip? Because that's where it belongs. That's why. Hey, if the dicks know about this place, they must be wise to Higley, too. Certainly. Let me tell you another thing. It was at Higley I runs on to Robertson and Allen. They nearly got me there. If Russell is down here... You can bet your life they put him wise to the plant at Higley. Yeah, maybe so. Well, I don't know about that. Russell's staying at the Caldwell Ranch on the other side of the range from the Diamond A. The chances are the boy don't even suspect that Russell was in a thousand miles of this place. Yeah, there's something in that. Maybe we could get through to Chicago at that. Yeah, and maybe we couldn't. Then where would we be? Well, me and Rip is ducking for the border. And it don't make no difference to us what you guys do, but we sure ain't heading north. Look here, sugar. We got too much stuff on board that airplane. We're taking a big chance by going north with it. Let's head back for the borderland in our field in Mexico and wait till things cools off a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right, Ace. Well, let's get going then. Okay, Sug. Okay. Hey, Sam. Take your gas hose and stick it back under the shack. Okay, Ace. I'll get the ship started. You get everything set around here. We're heading back for the river. Yeah, let's get going. What do you say, Russell? If we're going to do anything, we'll have to do it right now. I know it. It's odds of three to five against us. But we'll have to take a chance. I want to catch those fellas. Yes, and so do we. And now's the time to do it. How are you fixed, Jim? Have you got a gun handy? Yes, I have. I got one right here in my hand. All right, boys. Get ready. And remember this. We're outnumbered and up against a tough proposition. All those fellas out there are killers. So we may have to shoot first. Yeah, yeah, Russell, we know that. All right, what's your plan? Now, I don't want to shed any blood if we can avoid it. When I give the signal, we'll spring out from behind these bushes and put our guns on them. Our surprise just may do the trick. Okay, we're all ready. Okay, Mr. Russell, anytime you say, anytime. All right, get set, boys. Ready, go. Stick up your hands, fellas. Russell has ordered the gangsters to stick up their hands. But if we remember Ace and Sugar, it will not be without a fight. Jimmy Speed and Russell are outnumbered. Don't miss the next exciting episode of The Air Adventures of Jimmy Allen. Jimmy Allen and Speed Robertson located the cave where the Chihuahua treasure was hidden, but they discovered the major portion had been looted long ago. They carry all that remains of it, a moldy leather sack filled with coins, back to the Diamond A Ranch. Then, leaving Flash to guard Mrs. Croft and Barbara from the benders, they fly to the Caldwell Ranch and pick up Russell, government agent, and fly him up to Hidden Mesa. 
Russell has learned the aerial smugglers have just taken off from their hideout in Mexico and are headed north. Darkness falls as the three hide in a clump of bushes. The gang speedster, flown by Ace, who is accompanied by Sugar and Sam, lands. While they are refueling, another plane comes in. It is Rip Bender and his father who warn the smugglers that all is up. They decide to fly back to Mexico at once. Russell steps out and calls upon them to surrender. A deathly silence reigns. It's Russell. I'll say it is. Come on here, every one of you up with your hands. Oh, come on now, fella. Let's talk this over. Maybe we can fix something up. You could use a couple of grand pretty well, couldn't you? Cut back. Up with those dukes or your goose is cooked. Come on now, be reasonable. Maybe we could stretch it a point and make it five grand. Another second and I'll start shooting. I'm telling you guys straight, you haven't got a chance. I've got 20 men hidden out in these bushes. Russell, look out. Rip Ben is pulling a gun. Good shooting, Bender. You wing that flat foot. Come on, boys. Let's make a break for it. Throw down your guns or we start shooting. Come on, boys. Into that cabin. Hey, Sam, get out that Tommy gun. Let them have it, boys. All right, Jimmy, start shooting. Sam, where's that typewriter? Come on, everybody into the ship. You hold him off with that gun, Sam, and I'll start the engine. You better surrender, Ace. Not a chance, Robertson. Come on, Jimmy, let them have it again. Sam, keep that gun talking while I start the engine. Turn your typewriter on to this airplane, Sam. Give a jump, speed, Jimmy. I'll say we will. We'll be seeing you, boys. All set. Here we go. All right, Jimmy. One last shot. Maybe we can get him now. Oh, Gina, they've got a way, Speed. Yeah, I see that, Jimmy. I guess our little plot didn't work. Come on, let's see what happened to Russell. Hey there, Russell. How are you? I don't know. They plugged me in the side of my chest. It may be pretty bad. Now, here, let's take a look. You got a mask, Jim? Feel in my coat pocket, Robertson. I've got an electric torch there. Okay. Okay, I got it. Hey, Jim, if you hold this light while I take a look at Russell's wound. Oh. Yeah, by George, Russell, you're sure lucky. There's nothing serious. Come on, Jimmy, we'll have to get him somewhere and have that wound dressed. Do you think you can walk, Russell? Jimmy and I will help you. Yes, I think so. All right. Here, come on. There we are. Well, that isn't very far to our ship. I think we can make it all right, Speed. Yeah, sure we can. I'll be all right. Well, Russell, I thought for a minute your bluff was going to work. Oh, I did too, but that ace is a tough hombre. He was sure he'd swing if he got caught, so... He figured he might as well take a chance. Now, come on. Let's help Russell into the front cockpit. Okay. We're going to take it easy. Up you go, Mr. Russell. There you are. Are you comfortable, Mr. Russell? I'm okay, boys. Say, don't you think you'd better fly the ship back speed? I haven't had much experience in night takeoffs and landings. And with Mr. Russell aboard, maybe... I was just thinking, Jim... This fellow Bender's air wing. Oh, but they turned that machine gun on it as they were leaving, Steve. I know, kid, but it was dark and they couldn't see very well. We might possibly want to use that ship. It's a lot faster than ours. I'll tell you what. I'll take Russell's flashlight and go over and examine her. If she's all right, I'll fly her back and you can fly Russell in our ship. Okay. How are you feeling now, Mr. Russell? 
I'm all right, Jimmy. Just a little weak, that's all. I'm certainly glad you and Robertson didn't get hurt. Those machine gun bullets spattered mighty close. Oh, boy, I'll say they did. They sounded like a flock of bees buzzing around. Well, I guess I'd better get in this rear cockpit and start the motor. It can be warming up while Speed's looking over Bender's airway. Fine, that's a good idea. I'll let her idle a minute and then rev her up. What's that? Huh? Hey, speed starting Bender's air wing. Oh, I guess she must be all right. There's the engine. Look, he's taxiing over this way. Sure enough. I think this bus is okay, Jimmy. You take off and I'll follow you. Get to the Diamond A as quick as possible. Robertson? Why, yes, it is, Mrs. Croft. Oh, I'm so glad. You can't imagine how relieved I am. Is Jimmy with you? Uh, yes, he is, Mrs. Croft. And Mr. Russell, the government agent I told you about, is with us also. Why? What? Is something the matter? Well, nothing serious, Mrs. Croft. But there was a fight up on Hidden Mesa. We ran into that band of aerial smugglers, and Mr. Russell was wounded. Didn't I hear Mr. Bender say something about a medicine chest, Mrs. Croft? Oh, yes. It's right there in the living room. If you can help Mr. Russell in there, I'll bandage up his wound. Okay, let's go. It's a shame to put you to so much trouble, Mrs. Croft. Oh, that's quite all right. I'll get bandages and hot water, and we'll fix you up fine. Say, I wonder where Barbara and Flash are. Yeah, that is rather strange. Well, here we are. I, uh... I heard you mention Barbara and Mr. Lewis, Jimmy. I haven't seen them for several minutes, and I was getting worried. Well, how long have they been missing? Ever since the first ship landed. First ship? Wait, who do you mean, Mrs. Croft? Why, about ten minutes before you and Mr. Robertson landed, another plane landed and then took off again shortly afterwards. I thought it was you boys over Bender's, so I didn't pay much attention. Why, we have the Bender's airplane, Mrs. Croft. Speed, I wonder if... Say, do you suppose that... I'll bet any money, I'll bet any... Uh-oh, listen. Hey, what's that noise outside, huh? Why, great Scott, it's Flash Lewis and something's the matter with him. What in the world has happened to you, Flash? Quick, before it's too late. Oh, what are you talking about, Flash? Do you know where Barbara is, Mr. Lewis? Quick, before it's too late. Rip Bender. Rip Bender. What do you mean? Has he been here? I heard a plane land... Barbara and I were on the porch. We went out. It was Rip Bender and that speedster with that fellow named Ace. They slugged me, and I'm afraid Barbara... Listen, Speed. I see what's happened. The gang flew here in the speedster, and they've taken Barbara away with them down into Mexico. Oh, my poor Barbara. Hi, George, I believe you're right, Jim. Are you sure they've got Barbara, Flash? Well, just as they hit me, I heard Barbara scream. I heard Rip Bender say, come on now, or we'll hit you. And then I sort of passed out. Oh, my Barbara. Speed, speed, we've got to find her. Our only chance is that air wing of Bender's. Now, the ship's fast enough, Jimmy, but where in the world would we go? We haven't the slightest idea where they went. I have. I might be wrong, but it's the only chance we've got. Where, Russell? I told you our men on the border had discovered the base used by the smugglers in Mexico. It's up in the mountains straight east of Chihuahua. 
and a little south and east of the sharp turn on the Conscious River. According to reports we've received, they have a small blinker beacon on the top of a mountain. Now, you're right, Russell. That is our only chance. All right, Jim. Get out your maps. We'll plot a course straight for this hideout. Gee, can I go along speed? You and Jimmy are going to need some help. Uh, true enough, Flash, but how do you feel? I didn't feel very good a minute ago, but I'm coming too fast. I'll put some antiseptic on your face, Mr. Lewis. The skin isn't cut badly. I'll be here to look after Mrs. Croft until you return. Now, uh, what about arms? Now, both Jimmy and I have guns. And I know something else we can use. Here. Look, what's in this cupboard? Zowie, a Thompson submachine gun. I'll say we can use that. Okay, let's go. Now, the first thing, Flash, you go out and see that Bender's air wing is full of gas and oil. Okay, Speed. Well, here's the map, Speed. I've got a line drawn from the ranch here down to the point Russell indicated. Ah, that's swell, Jim. Okay, we're off. Now, do be careful, boys. Yeah, watch your step. That gang's plenty tough. Now, we'll make it all right, Mrs. Croft. And we'll bring Barbara back, too. Let's go. So long. Right, Jim. This must be the field. It's the only place around for miles that a ship could get in and out of. Uh-huh. And there's the blinker beacon on the top of that hill. I guess it's the one Russell told us about. That must be. There wouldn't be another one around in this country. Well, here we are. All right, hop out, Jimmy. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, that's what I said. That's what I said, Johnny Dog. All right, go ahead. Hey, listen. Listen, Speed, listen. That sounds as though they're fighting. Look, there's Ace's speedster right over there. They must think this is one of their own ships. Come on. Okay. Speed, Speed, look through that window. There's Barbara over there in the corner. Russell's hunch was right. But Barbara is not rescued yet. Don't miss the thrilling climax in the next episode of The Air Adventures of Jimmy Allen. The Air Adventures of Jimmy Allen was an adventure series written for children and teenagers and broadcast from 1933 until 1947. Hundreds of thousands of youngsters were held in thrall by the exploits of Jimmy, who, who personified the finest of the ideals of the young American hero of the period, courage, resourcefulness, and moral rectitude. As a protege of World War I flying ace Speed Robertson, Jimmy learned the tricks of the trade and enrolled in flying school, eventually to emerge as a 16-year-old flying ace who traveled the world solving mysteries. And really, are there any other kind of teenagers in these radio programs? The writers, Bob Burt and Bill Moore, who were both former World War I flying aces, drew upon their personal experiences to infuse an element of authenticity in their scripts. But, let's face it, not too much authenticity. Sponsor Skelly Oil provided a number of promotional items much prized as collector's items today. The Skelly Allen promotions, including Jimmy Allen Air Races, attended by tens of thousands throughout the Midwest, are considered among the most ambitious campaigns of early radio. In 1936, the series was adapted to film in The Sky Parade, a paramount vehicle about the post-war adventures of World War I pilots. The film featured some of the cast from the radio show playing different parts. 
Inevitably, the show's popularity waned and the writers eventually moved on to create and script a new boys' adventure series, Captain Midnight, which coincidentally is also for sale from by us at, here at the Comic Web. During World War II, the scripts were updated and reworked, and these new episodes were aired in Kansas from 1946 to 1947. Repeat episodes of the show were heard on various stations throughout the country until the mid-1950s. And now, kids, it's time for a Comic Web Radio Secret Society code. 18, 20, 25, 20, 4, 25, 18. Just enter this code at www.comicweb.com slash secretsociety.htm. Deciphering the code will give you all the benefits of membership in the Comic Web Radio Secret Society. Benefits include more free episodes, fun facts, a certificate of membership, and you get 15% off any order from the Comic Web. Just use the word on checkout where we ask for a coupon code. The code again is 18 20 25 20 4 25 18. If you have any comments on how to improve our podcast, please send an email to us or fill out the survey on our website. Our email is editor at comicweb.com, and we would appreciate anyone leaving reviews of the podcast on iTunes or anywhere else. Thanks, and have a good week.